You're listening to Unsubscribe, a podcast where we explore all things sales development to give SDRs and managers alike the tools they need to succeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unsubscribe, the Demand Drive podcast. I have with me today Mr. Tad Bustin. Tad, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, AJ? I'm good, Tad. I'm good. Great. I like hearing great. A lot of people great. say they're just doing all right. Like, oh, I'm doing okay. I love great. I'm a big, wonderful guy. You know, I, I, I get a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of my friends make fun of me for it, but I oftentimes my like go-to zone out response to when someone says, how you doing is wonderful. You know, that's a better zone out response than like yeah. terrible. Like, oh, how are you? Bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> Um, well, today we, we've brought Tad on to talk about, I mean, we kind of just alluded to it, I think, the mindset that SDRs need for success. Tad apparently has a very positive one because he zones out and thinks everything's wonderful. That's a pretty good mindset to have. Um, but we're going to be specifically talking about uh, mindset within the role of sales development. Uh, and we're talking about it because we all know that the SDR role is difficult. Uh, the way that modern buyers have kind of shifted the way that that reps need to approach the the job, um, being more consultative, guiding prospects down the funnel with stuff like storytelling and social nurturing, it, it makes the job more difficult than it ever has been. Um, and a lot of the good SDRs that are doing that are seeing success, but but not every SDR does that. At Tad, as I'm sure you can attest, there are a lot of reps who come in and just do the bare minimum every day. They they follow the playbook. They run their sequences, they put in their activities, and they go home, you know, those C and, and B level reps. Um, and then they have the A level reps out there who are going above and beyond their daily responsibilities and creating their own content and joining online communities and um, like learning from other sales leaders and trying to better themselves and grow within the role. So there are those top reps, and then there are those B and C reps. And I think the big thing that differentiates them is, is mindset. So that's going to be the big focus of the, the discussion today. Um, and I wanted to start by talking a bit about you, your experience as an SDR, um, how you approached the role and what you thought made you so successful uh, back in the day. I know you haven't been a rep for a while now, but uh, it's it's fresh enough in your brain, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I think you never really kind of forget what it's like to be an SDR once you've done that prospecting Reach. thing. And definitely like once you work with a lot of other sales leaders out there, you can kind of quickly understand like who has real prospecting experience versus who doesn't. Um, Cause it is kind of like a different mindset that you need to be successful in that role. Um, but, and I would definitely like maybe hesitate on using the word as like tons of success as an SDR because it's never going to be tons of success. You know, there's going to be periods where you're feeling very strong about what you're doing in periods when you're a little bit doubting. Um, and I think like, that's why like mindset is so important when it comes to the SDR position is because you got to be able to sort of handle, you know, sometimes things are going to be going well for me. Sometimes things aren't, um, and keeping kind of an even keel through that whole process because mm. you don't want to ride too high and then, you know, fall too low. If that makes sense. Right. Sales is, is really full of, of peaks and valleys. And it's, yeah. it's a lot easier to think that things are going well when things are going well mm -hmm. and, and you start doing the right work and you're, you're actually putting in the activity and sort of going above and beyond. And then when things take a turn for the worse and things aren't going as well, you start to shirk a lot of the, the stuff that you might've been doing um, when things were going well. So that, that maintenance level, that sort of middle ground that you're looking for mm -hmm. um, 
what are you seeing the the better reps who sort of have that resilience um, to to not be affected as much by peaks and valleys? What are they doing to make sure that they are staying even keeled throughout um, their tenure as a rep? Yeah. So taking it back to when you know I was an SDR, um, you know, I think it's a it, it it's a need to be constantly improving. You know, um, I think like my biggest driver a lot of the time, and it's probably not always the same for everybody. It's definitely not the same for everybody. There's definitely reps you meet who are super money motivated, mm-hmm. um, reps who are sort of very intrinsically motivated, reps who are just straight up competitive. <laughs> you yeah. just want to beat the person next to them. I think I definitely fell into the camp of um, a little bit of column B and C that I mentioned there where like, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a pretty competitive person. I don't like to like have other people be like doing better than me on the leaderboard and stuff like that. So that's always driven me a little bit, but then also like on the intrinsic side, um, I feel like I, I, I don't like to let people down, which is maybe a mm-hmm. deeper issue, you know, but I think <laughs> like it's a very human thing to say <laughs> that sure. like, I don't, I don't like to feel like I'm not performing. And so like, for me, I was always driven to be like, you know, I got to make sure that like I'm doing well so that I'm like, you know, representing my company well, representing sort of my managers well, representing my client, like the product that I'm sort of talking about. And so like, I was always driven to like, I don't want to like let people down sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so like, that definitely drove me to be like, I got to keep trying to improve what I'm doing, which kind of goes back to um, the equilibrium thing that we kind of talked about with not riding too high, riding too low. That's why it's like so critical for like, when you're, when you are performing at a high level, continuing trying to improve, um, you know, change what you're doing with your process and all of those things. So that, you know, when it's happening on the lower level, nothing's really changing from your day to day. You're always reworking things. You're always, you know, kind of moving, Hey, this didn't work, but you know, maybe this will work in the future. Like keeping some parts of the process the same and never kind of being satisfied with like, Hey, I had a great month. Like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because then you're going to be looking back in two months and be like, Hey, it's not working anymore. I don't know what to do because I haven't been workshopping anything over the last two months. Right. No, I really like that. The, the constant sort of like growth mentality, I guess you would call it, or like the desire for you to be better than what you were and, and continually, you know, improve upon those little things. Um, I don't think you're, you're crazy in thinking yeah. <laughs> that, you know, letting someone down is motivation. Uh, I know a lot of people probably assume that, that sales reps in general are pretty extrinsically motivated. So monetarily or, or, or even like company-wide recognition, for example, mm-hmm. things that are publicly visible as, as rewards are, are actually not as um, common as you might think. I think mm-hmm. a lot more reps are intrinsically motivated and they, they want to have that sort of inner competition. That's what fuels them. Like they get into sales because they love the competition, but maybe not competing against other people. They just want to be a better version of themselves. I think that's just more common than, than a lot of people might think. I, what sure. for me, I knew it was. Yeah, definitely. And I think like that's a, it, it's kind of an important thing to highlight too when we talk about like characteristics of, you know, successful SDRs out there. Cause I feel like a very common one that gets thrown around is like confidence where it's like, mm-hmm. I want to hire someone who's like uber confident. And it's like, that goes to a certain extent. Um, but I do find out a lot of the times where when you work with a rep, it's, it's, it's less confidence and more self-awareness, you know, we're understanding, you know, when you're reaching out to someone, um, that, you know, it's, it's not about you, you know, it's not about you, like being the best sales rep, you know, sort of getting on the phone and giving the best pitch. It's, it's, it's understanding how you're coming across the prospect. Um, And yeah, sure. It definitely helps to, you know, 
feel like you're not a nervous Nelly on the phone and like mm -hmm. having intonation in your voice and like being able to speak about what you're, you know, talking about with a little bit of like, I, I know what I'm doing, but it's also understanding that it's like, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on at your organization. That's why I'm reaching out to sort of, you know, provide value to your organization where like, you don't want kind of blind confidence if that makes sense. Like you're trying to be an amalgamation of a bunch of different things that's going to help you, you know, connect with the, the person on the other end of the phone. Yeah. People always say you want that salesperson who can sell ice to an Eskimo. Yeah, I don't Eskimo. necessarily think that's super valuable. Like you want someone who can connect with the the prospect and and understand their pains and challenges and needs and then try to solve their problems or help them meet their goals with whatever you have, your product or your solution. That's like part of at the beginning what I was talking about, that shift in in the environment of sales in general is being dictated by buyers, not by sellers. And previously, if, if we're seller motivated or seller dominated, you could have someone who could sell ice to an Eskimo and get away with it. But now people see kind of right through that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also on like the SDR level, like when it comes to like that, that's like a huge difference between a lot of organizations out there that some are so oriented around just like booking a meeting, you know, sort mm -hmm. of thing where it's like, oh, like, I don't really care much about what's going on on the prospect side of things. Yeah, You know, my goal is to go out there and sell a meeting, you know, some interest or whatnot. Uh, but that's, that's not the goal of an SDR and SDR is like really aligned towards revenue that they're generating opportunities. And, you know, even like, the SDR is not, you know, obviously the AE is going to be a little bit more heavily involved in like a close one, you know, win percentage or something like that. But it, if you do sort of track really highly successful SDRs, you do, you know, tend to see they do have a lot of revenue associated with them, but then they also end to have, have a lot of opportunities that are actually closing for their AEs that they're passing to. Right. And like, that's very important because, you know, yes, you could sell, you know, ice to an Eskimo or at least set them up for a, for a meeting in order to learn more about ice. But guess what? Like the Eskimo is probably going to realize in the process, he doesn't need to buy ice. Right. Yeah. So if you have a hundred booked meetings and it's, you know, way yeah. more than everyone else, but none of them end up converting into pipeline revenue or revenue at all. It's like, did they really do the job all that well? Probably mm -hmm. not. Um, you did bring up a couple of different I guess, like skills or traits that some of the the reps with the right mindset, that sort of cultivated growth mindset have. Um, I know mindset's a pretty broad term. Uh, when you think about it, it's a lot of different things, a lot of different skills that kind of make up what the, um, the right mindset of a rep would look like. What are some of the top ones for you? I know you mentioned a couple, but um, if you had any you wanted to add. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is um, desire to improve. I think that's, that's like a huge thing for, you know, anybody out there where, you know, because that's the SDR position at the end of the day, you know, it, definitely there are a lot of people who, you know, consistently over a long period of time, you know, are successful in the SDR, BDR position. But for the most part, a lot of people view the position as a stepping stone to something else. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, while you're in the position, I think it's like hugely important to, you know, both hone your craft as an SDR, BDR, but also, you know, make sure that you're growing in the direction you want to grow in or growing in multiple different directions. Cause also like a lot of the time when you're entering, you don't know quite what your passion is. Um, yeah. And so like, I think desire or growth is hugely important. I think it's like uh, no ego allowed mm. for SDRs where you have to be able to, you know, enter the position and know that you're not going to be the best person. You're not the best SDR BDR within your first few months. Like 
if you're at an organization with a lot of other, you know, SDRs and BDRs who, you know, are successful in the role, you need to sort of check that ego and like talk to successful SDRs about what works for them. I remember that was one of the most helpful things for me um, when I was an SDR early on was asking other like SDRs, hey, what works for you? Can I listen to calls? Can I shadow calls? Like, can I do my pitch for you? Can you rip me apart? <laughs> like stuff like that. That's like made me way more successful than I ever could have been on an island by myself. Mm -hmm. So you, you, again, the full confidence sort of thing, it's not confidence, it's self-awareness. It's understanding that, hey, I need to improve. Um, on the phone, I can come across as confident and stuff like that. I have that ability. But I need to understand that like, there's a lot of work that needs to happen. And even if I'm at the top of the leaderboard, I constantly need to be reinventing what I'm doing in order to stay up there. I love that. Yeah, I can second your point about needing to learn from others. And that, that idea of like a lone wolf salesperson doesn't, it, it's not real. I don't know, like, yeah. if, if that's the way to put it. But like, I think early on, I, I was sort of like that, where I thought I could handle stuff on my own. And that, you know, post training and, and sort of onboarding, like I had all of the tools I needed, it was up to me to understand how to use them. And it just didn't work. But, but there's opportunities abound for you to learn from other SDRs, whether at your own company, or even through online communities, um, on LinkedIn, like connecting with reps at other companies. Uh, that's what helped me the most by far was learning from other people, like you said, seeing what they were doing, listening to my pitch, um, ripping me apart, as you said, and um, really understanding how my point of view wasn't the only point of view out there. There's definitely someone else who has an idea of how to do your job better or how to tweak what you're doing to get better results. And if you aren't open to that, then you're you're closing yourself off on a ton of opportunity. For sure. And I think that's like, at least for me, because I started as an SDR fresh out of college. And I think a lot of SDRs, you know, kind of do enter the role yeah. position. I hated that. And so I was like, I need to make like, I need to get better so that I feel like I can do this, you know, and so like, that's why it was so, you know, important to me to like, figure out how do I hone my craft a little bit, you know, early on. And I think like the most successful SDRs are the ones who are like, take it upon themselves to be like, I need to go out and figure out how to improve myself. I can't wait for someone to tell me what to do. I need to go do what I need to do. Yeah. Self-taught, I think, self -taught. is like the best way to, to describe those people where, yeah, you're not waiting for someone to give you like a playbook with all of the answers. You maybe take a look at a playbook and then figure, mm, I can probably optimize this or based on, I don't know, some of the conversations I've had with uh, prospects, I know that it would be better if I did this so I can tweak the playbook in a way that like works for me mm -hmm. um, and going out and doing that versus, yeah, just kind of sitting there and waiting for someone to, to hand you all of the answers. Mm -hmm. That's a, uh, that's an order taker, not an SDR yeah. in my opinion. I have a lot of like vibrant memories of early on, just like uh, talk tracks, email templates, like every night I'd be like watching the Red Sox game and like revising, you know, some of my talk <laughs> templates, just being like, how do I improve this? How do I, you know, how do I make this more, you know, brevity and like all this stuff? Like, how do I improve what I'm doing here to like get to the point quicker, be a little bit sharper, like understand what I'm doing. I would drive to the office. I remember, and I, I tell reps this all the time. Yes. I got to mimicking that. driving. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> no, uh, I would drive to the office and I tell reps this all the time. Like, 
in order to make it more conversational because at the end of the day you're speaking to another human being on the phone you need to come across like a human being not someone reading off a talk track or a playbook i would literally have conversations with an imaginary prospect on the way to work <laughs> looking like just this i I fully buy it. I did the same thing. I, yeah. I very early on, I realized that, yeah, if, if I didn't have this talk track or pitch or whatever down where it sounded like I was a person talking to another person, I got called out way too many times, like super yeah. early in my career where it's like, are you reading off a script? It's like, you know what? You got me. I am. Yeah. And that's not a fun conversation to have because it starts everything off super awkward. So I love that, um, that image of you driving into work, just kind of muttering, uh, like yeah. as you're People coming buy, to red buy, light. Yeah, like, oh this guy's talking on the phone nope not talking on the phone <laughs> like, having a full conversation with an imaginary person talking about a software solution <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. um love it so we've we've talked about different i guess like skills and traits that you look for and and, and how to cultivate the right mindset uh as a rep what you can do individually to get yourself there but but you're not an SDR anymore. You, in fact, manage SDRs. Uh, so I think part of it is on you as a manager to create an environment where you enable that, right? Like you don't just give someone a playbook and expect them to buy the book, recite everything in there and book meetings. Like it, you expect your reps to, to do the self-taught thing and go out there and, um, and learn why their solution, you know, would make sense to sell to somebody and why someone would want to listen to them. Um, so how are you seeing um, yourself and other managers in your position creating these environments where this mindset is able to be cultivated? For sure. And I think it starts um, relatively early on. You definitely want to set the cadence in a, at least like an open format with your rep to sort of talk to you about what's important to them. Mm. My big thing is like one of the first one-on-ones is to talk to the rep about what they want to do sort of long-term looking back at that you know, SDR is quite often a stepping stone. And a lot of the time you'll hear from SDRs that like, hey, I want to go be an AE or hey, I want to get into marketing. Um, you know, eventually, like, I think I might want to get into recruiting or I want to start my own company um, and all these different things. And like understanding, like, why are they in the position? Um, what are they looking to learn? And how do I, you know, help them build a path towards that goal at the end of the day. Obviously, like I think the SDR position is such a fundamental position for developing so many different skills um, that it's, I, I encourage people, even if they're not even remotely interested in sales to, you know, maybe think about doing it even for a little brief period of time, because it does help you open up a little bit more, understand how to talk about something that, you know, might seem incredibly convoluted mm -hmm. or complex in a very simple manner. And then also just like ask questions, understand people, hold a conversation. Like it's a, it's a wonderful position. Use the word wonderful <laughs> for like understanding how to have just a, a normal conversation in a business setting. Um, and so I think early conversations with SDRs, understanding what their long-term goals are, super helpful for figuring out how do I sort of motivate them um, as we continue to go on. And then um, I like to tell stories <laughs> a little bit of like we've kind of been doing here about mm -hmm. like when I was an SDR in the past or other successful SDRs I've seen and what they've done in order to, you know, get to that position of success within the position, position of success within the position. I picked um, up what you were putting down. Yeah, picked it up. Um, and so 
it, just so that they can kind of like frame it and be like, oh, that's interesting. That's how they sort of went about it. And a lot of the time it is, you know, having conversations with, you know, other senior reps there too. It's doing the things we kind of talked about. Um, and then I think like the final piece is just um, setting up that communication channel with them where they can be vocal about struggles that they're going through, um, you know, with the position, especially if they're new to the position. You know, a lot of the time there is kind of, especially in this remote world, people might feel like they are on an island. And mm -hmm. you know, if they're new to a job, they don't necessarily feel comfortable always right away yeah. complaining about, hey, I can't figure this out. And, you know, on a floor with a bunch of SDRs, it's very easy to sort of like pick that up. And, you know, it's a lot easier to have those conversations. But if it's totally remote, they might just be going along with emotions, not being able to figure it out and not communicating to you. So like making it very clear that like, hey, I'm here to help you. So be vocal. If you're struggling with something like we can set up sessions, like we can work together to improve anything in the sales process, but we have to be on the same page about it. So really building that sort of channel for communication back and forth, I think is the third and probably the most pivotal step. Yeah, I, I say this a lot, but like there's never too much transparency within any relationship in the sales world. And I think that a lot of SDRs, if they don't have access to their managers or even other peers in some capacity, it's easy to default to, okay, I've got to make 40 dials and I have to send 40 emails today. And, and I'll chalk that up as a win in my books because I did the thing I was supposed to do rather than having access to other people to learn what made them successful, like you were talking about, or, or if they have issues, how to potentially solve them and make their job easier. Um, if you don't have that channel, or if there's just a lack of transparency and knowing that you can have that channel, then the default is, is what people default to is just doing what they were kind of hired to do rather than know that there is an opportunity for them to go above and beyond. Because like you said, more often than not, a lot of SDRs are college kids uh, or just out of college and they haven't really had real world experience yet. So it's, it's rare to find someone who's so motivated that even with absolutely zero guidance or, or sort of zero influence from a management group for them to go above and beyond and start doing things that isn't expected of them. Mm -hmm. um, so it really is on on the organization and more specifically the, the position of the manager to let them know like, hey, this is kind of what we're expecting of you. I'm here to help you because it's, it's almost impossible for you to do it all by yourself. So I'm a resource for you. Um, go at it rather than just being like, all right, do your job. Yeah, 100%. Love it. Um, as we wrap up, do you have any last, I don't know if tips is the right word or just last like thoughts on if you're an SDR listening to this, what you should expect in terms of cultivating the right mindset. And if you're a manager listening to this, um, how to build the right environment for that cultivation. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, touching on a lot of the things that we, we, we circled on here and early on, we didn't really talk about it too, too much, um, during the session but i also think like looking online like that was a big thing for me too i remember um as an sdr you know you can look to other people in the organization you can kind of you know try to work things out yourself too but we live in the world of everything is available all the time <laughs> and so the internet is a, an amazing place for also like looking up you know things that are working for other people too doing research looking for other thought leaders in the space, not just in the sales development space, but also whatever vertical that you're sort of focused on, your technology, oh, yeah. like 
setting up, you know, Google alerts, like understanding like the space, like, you know, things that are going to really drive you to be successful. Um, and then I'd always say like, take a strategic approach with how you go about your, your job. Like think about it from the perspective of you're your own manager or you're the CEO of the company that you're reaching out for. Like if you have ideas for campaigns and stuff like that, different approaches for sort of approaching um, how you guys are getting the, 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 pro the, the product out there, talk to your manager about it. Talk to um, your team about it. Um, a lot of the time you're speaking to more people than anybody else at your organization. You're probably getting a better sense for what people care about, what people don't, what, who might be a good ideal customer profile, like all of these things, like you're getting a great sort of insight into that maybe others aren't. So be vocal about like, Hey, I think we should actually be targeting X, Y, Z versus what we currently are doing. Um, or like, I want to sort of add this as like kind of an experimental cadence on the side, because I think this could be successful in the future, like be strategic with it. It's a cool position in the fact that like, you get to talk to so many people, you can, you know, try things out. Some things aren't going to work. Some things are. Um, so definitely like, uh, take that approach of like, Hey, I'm going to own this a little bit more. Like, I want to start like getting out there a little bit with what I want to do with that strategic mindset. And then same thing for managers too. Like. I think transparency goes both ways. So like mm -hmm. you want your SDR to be transparent with you. Um, obviously, you know, you can't be transparent with absolutely everything as a manager, but sometimes right. like bringing the SDR into some of those higher level conversations afterwards and like talking with them about it, like that's huge to them. And they feel like they're a part of the process. They're more motivated to work with you on everything. And then also like, it's a cool kind of like growth thing for them where they're like, oh, like, that's interesting. I didn't know that's how it was kind of being viewed. Like, like, let's talk more about that. And like, it, it just kind of engages SDR a little bit more. So I like, don't be afraid as a manager to like have higher level discussions that aren't directly related to like sales development role um, with your SDR, because like, it's a cool way of engaging them in the process and getting more buy-in from the SDR. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of people look at the SDR position as not part of the process, right? Like they're just kind of a cog in the machine. But to your point, they are talking with more people than you could ever imagine in a daily basis if you're like a management position. Um, and they are getting frontline information from prospects about what works and what doesn't. And that's incredibly valuable and often overlooked. So if you're a rep, speak up. And if you're a manager, like involve them and you can only benefit from that. Mm -hmm. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Um, well, Tad, thanks so much for for hopping on and, and chatting with us about SDR mindset and, and sort of the associated stuff that you can expect with that. Um, if people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, um, see your your uh, your profile online, where can they go? They can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Classic. Under had Boston. Um, that's probably the only place you can really find me. So you don't have a MySpace a uh, blogger. Yeah. Uh, the MySpace blogger. None of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, so LinkedIn's probably the best place. But yeah, I would love to connect with other people, sort of in the space, who are you know interested in talking more. Doors always open. Um, so definitely connect with me. Shoot me a message. Um, I can shoot you a message back. Um, but yeah, definitely. Doors always open. It's a good mindset to have. <laughs> See. See what I did there. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, thanks everyone so much for listening to this episode. Uh, make sure to follow us and uh, subscribe for more unsubscribed content. See some of our future episodes. Check out some of our past episodes and 
until next time, good luck out there, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsubscribe. Remember, to get less unsubscribe emails in your inbox, subscribe to Unsubscribe and get your SDR team in tip-top shape. See you next week.